0: So so we look at the Chula Sunyata Sutta, 121st of the (laughs) Majjhima. Emptiness on emptiness. This is the um, Pali Canon's use of the word emptiness. In other Buddhist schools, it's used in slightly different ways. So there can be some confusion, such as emptiness being some kind of essential quality. Mm. Nibbana is emptiness. This this is not this is not the language of the canon. It's a not, it's a different subsequent language. Mm. So here, emptiness is not seen as an essence or a quality. It's emptiness of something. It's a way of you know it's just almost adjectival it's descriptive rather than nominative in other words there's not some it's in this in this use of the word there's not some essential quality called emptiness that we can then get to <laughs> it's saying this is empty of that yeah that's what it's about <clears throat> um, so here's the Buddha saying I remain remain fully in a dwelling of emptiness so there's a slight Wordplay play there just as this palace of Migara's mother is empty of elephants, cattle, and mare empty of gold and silver, empty of assemblies of women and men and is only this non-emptiness the singleness based on the community of monks so Migara's mother, this is um, Visakha so this is a great um, female lay disciple of the Buddha Visakha and um, so she has this I think this must be her monastery palace the community of monks are in there um, so in this place there's no elephants, no cattle, no mares, no gold, no silver so he's noticing what isn't there and we might very well say in this um, palace of Bari, centre for Buddhist studies there's no elephants, cattle, or mare mayors so you notice look at all the non-elephants here <laughs> can you see them? do you ever really appreciate how wonderful it is to be free of elephants? <laughs> so there is only this the singleness based on the community of monks so we might say in this place there is only this the sense of there being a group of people here hmm. someone is aware of this and empty of these other things that aren't here so even so, so it starts off in almost ludicrously simple way but wait for it <laughs> even so and under a monk not attending to the perception of village not attending to the perception of human being attends to the singleness based on the perception of wilderness so he doesn't attend to the perception in other words he doesn't um, his mind doesn't stick to consider remember look at see things in terms of that village but he sees things where he is in a wilderness so he puts himself somewhere where those perceptions don't arise in the mind he notices in this wilderness there's no villages no beating of drums all that kind of thing going on focuses on that so this is just very kind of simple whatever disturbances that would exist based on the perception of village are not present there is only this little bit disturbance that which becomes the perception of wilderness so whatever the perception of wilderness may be fear of animals fear of robbers um, sense of discomfort These things that will um, affect the mind, make the mind jumpy or nervous, agitated, so forth. So there's only this. He doesn't have that sense of, of the perceptions that might arise when we're in a village, such as there's a lot of people around or there's interesting places to go, these various forms that might arise when those perceptions hit the mind, come up in the mind. there is only this this non-emptiness, the singleness based on the perception of wilderness thus he regards as empty of whatever is not there then he takes not attending to the perception of wilderness he attends to the singleness based on the perception of earth so in the wilderness there may be trees, there may be mountains, rivers, ravines and so forth, instead of seeing all these little bits and pieces he sees the general thing is the sense of earth. Earth element's solid form. So there's a realm of solid form here, which is true. You could see it as trees. and So we might say here we could see bodies, rather than Susan, Janet, Margaret, and so forth. You could see here's a lot of bodies here. That's true also. So you're kind of widening your perceptual field and lessening the discrimination within it. So it's just as true to say that this room is full of bodies as it is to say this room has got Peter, Janet, Susan, Margaret in it. You know, they're both true. But if you look at the the when you get down to breaking into little details, you get all kinds of different things, how I feel about Peter, Susan, how Janet feels about Peter, how Susan and Margaret get on, and whether I like and don't like, and what he's doing today and reminds me of this, and so forth. So it's just bodies. <laughs> then that If you do that, you realize a sort of quietening of the mind because it's got less stuff to deal with. Mm -hmm. All that's left is the perception of bodies. Bodies, what does that do? Maybe interested in bodies, repelled by bodies, whatever. So you get that. But there's much less disturbance. Now, he talks about a process. Just as a bull's hide is stretched free from wrinkles with a hundred stakes, so imagine you got this hide from a bull or a cow, you peg it out. So it was all so you stretch it, like stretching a drum skin, you put pegs in each side of it and you stretch it taut. So all the creases and crinkles and folds have gone out, you've stretched it. Yeah? So instead of seeing all these forms and crinkles and folds, you just see a unity, the bull's hide. So this is the way in which he works with perception. So instead of seeing every little detail, he stretches his awareness so that you just get the perception of a unity. So instead of seeing male bodies, female bodies, arms, legs, eyes, teeth, he just sees body. Then this means there's a lot less stuff for the jitta to get sankaring about, start formulating what it likes and dislikes, and comparing and contrasting, and <coughs> speculating. It just sees, you know. So you see a gradual diminution of perceptual content, but you're still not. It's true. You're not making something up. You know. It's not as if you're making something up. It's all true. So you you see what is present, and you notice. What is em- what it's empty, what you've left behind. You left behind that all that him and her and she and what a nice dress she's wearing and funny hairdo and he's looking a bit sick today or whatever. You left all that tangle behind. So you, ah, where all that was the spaciousness instead is a kind of quietness of mind. And you notice that emptiness that place where all that tangle was is now free from the tangle. So you get with that unification and simplification of perception, the mind, you experience something of, of a, we might say, an empty quality. Now, as I've said before, it's the perceptions and feelings that trigger the sankharas, the activity formations, the activity programs. When you get a or feeling, something rises up to form, to describe it, to think about it, to like it, dislike it, worry about it, enjoy it, whatever. Something happens because material is present. If the material is absent, it can't, it's got nothing to work on. So that particular piece of production stops. Mm. So in this simplific- simplification of perception, what you're doing is you're giving the mind less and less material. To to work upon, and we might have particular residual inclinations about Peter or Susan, you know, what he did yesterday, and how much he owes me, or whatever. But when you just see those bodies, then that it doesn't get going. Do you see what I mean? So a whole lot of stuff doesn't happen because of that particular, and it's still true. You're not making something up. You're actually, simplifying this, um, by, by this process, <coughs> and you acknowledge um, it is empty of whatever is not there, so you, you get that sense of this what might be classed as a kind of uh, an emptiness or a spaciousness because of the absence of formations. Mm-hmm. So you see how formations are gradually being reduced sankharas are gradually being reduced and he follows that process along and this is where it starts to take off (laughs) because we might have been with that so far then he starts to move on to um, these much more subtle perceptions which go on to um, the dimension of infinite space so for example rather than seeing you know you could say there's earth, solidity, form then if you realize with form the the mind sort of holds onto a particular perception actually what sums all that up earth, air, fire, whatever it is, it occurs in space, it occupies, it has a certain spatiality to it certain sense of, you know, it, it, it occupies, it, it, it has a dimension. So the common denominator to all of, of all of it is it's spatial. So you, you focus on the spatial nature of things without focusing on the detail of what occupying the space and the mind begins to get this sense of a boundless space, a space that's not definable because it's not definable in terms of earth, air, fire, water something occupies space it it has a spatial quality to it focus on the spatialness (laughs) rather than what's occupying it and your mind picks up the sign of of the spatial spatial dimension and you linger in that until eventually the the forms become less apparently less what, what your mind attunes to it may still be the case as with the exercise we did on translating Peter and Susan into bodies they're still there but what you're looking at is the bodiness of them rather than the particular unique characteristic so in this case rather than looking at the, at the earthness you're looking at the sense of it occupying space and with that your mind gets bigger it's, uh, the, because the, the perception of earth as a certain, um, it, constricts, it constricts the mind. That is, your mind tacks onto a particular object, and when the mind holds a particular object, then you get this quality of what's called resistance impression. That is, the mind kind of keeps moving around a particular object. When there's no when the object is space, as much less activity goes on in perceptual terms, You know, because earth has air, fire, and water to, to compare it with space is space, <laughs> you know, so it hasn't got that kind of movement that occurs in terms of earth you might feel the rigidity, the solidity, the form, the extent, um, the, the qualities of that particular property, How, and then you might have something that's feeling how warm it is or cold it is, when it's seen as space there's no more activities that can occur with that so the mind again quiets down so, so that you might for example say you know on the visual level if you if you are looking at say I'm looking at this bottle of water there and then you widen your focus you see the cushions and particular forms around it you widen your focus you see the floor, I see the walls, I see the windows and all the time that bottle is there but the more I focus on the general extent of the of of the what I'm perceiving, of the whole picture, the more my mind widens, the less that bottle actually creates anything. You know, if I really focus on that bottle, I can consider how full it is, how much it costs, whether I want to drink or whatever. Once I widen, then all that stuff dies down. You know that that may be there, but it's not creating an impingement, it's not disturbing. So that's the process of stretching the bull's hide. <laughs> okay. And with that the the quality of of emptiness of disturbance is empty of disturbance, the quality of calm or serenity or non creation that occurs is something that one dwells upon. One dwells upon the non creation, the non production, the non formulation, this kind that that experience the non-happening, and enjoys it, feels pleased by it, and and so forth. So then, then, you know, the mind then can take on even ref- more refined levels of perception, which I'm not going to go into, but in detail, I think that's enough on that level. But it does, just for the sake of doing the thing, it says there is infinite space should be infinite consciousness somewhere Nothing nothingness neither perception or non-perception mm-hmm. so neither perception nor non-perception is so attenuated that it's um, you know it's just the subtlest level of knowing anything of, of perceiving anything uh, and uh, I, I don't think we're going to go there today <laughs> Maybe ever, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> so there's only this modicum of disturbance that connected with the sense, six sensory sph- spheres depend on this very, very body with life as its condition. So even with this, there's still the fact that one is connected to sensory life, you know, mm. life force itself. Hmm. So then, there's a shift of gear. Not attending to these subtle perceptions, he attends to the signlessness, singleness, based on the what's called. He calls it here the themeless concentration of awareness. This themeless animita is the Pali word animita, and he means sometimes translated as signless, signless, no sign at all. What this refers to actually is that. Is the development of the experience of impermanence? The development of that. So, impermanence. You know. Now, if we look at an analogy, <coughs> impermanence means you've got. Say, we've got snow falling, and as it le- lands on the ground, it melts. So we see, oh yeah, that's impermanent. Lands, it sits there for half an hour, then it melts. How changeable, how impermanent things are. Now, if that if you if it's stronger you might say it's like rain landing on a hot plate as soon as it lands it disappears as soon as it lands it disappears as soon as it lands it disappears so you're focusing on that very sense of you know things disappearing you know so the experience of something that is in it is of, of the nature of disappearance <laughs> you know you, So this particular, that's the development of the theme of impermanence to something that's a major disappearance, what sign does it have? Is it hot, cold, black, red, green, nice, pleasant? It's disappeared before you can actually get a a, a grasp on it. So that's that's everything, right? That's everything. (laughs) Everything that arises, you know, simply speaking, everything that arises passes. So, if there's no, if the mind is very clear and balanced and one pointed, you might say, then as things arise, because there's no agitation, no ripple, no grasping, they they just keep blowing out, you know. So, then nothing really lasts long enough for you to go. Oh, that was one of those and it felt good and it wasn't so nice so it reminded me, All oh, that process can't occur so you're getting this sense of what's called th- themeless or signless, perception doesn't actually have a get enough room to get going yep it's just, like, can they use it as, as a meditation technique yeah. this is, well this is he's talking about the results of meditation technique, results of a practice yeah, so if you practice and you're contemplating or you're starting to deepen into the sense of impermanence then the, the, the more uh, the less agitation there is around what arises the less interest there is in what arises, the less formations there is, the, it passes more quickly, more quickly, more quickly and so with this there's both you might say because <clears throat> all these things arise dependent that in order to, for that kind of level of experience to happen then what has occurred is there's a very strong quality of mindfulness a very strong quality of, of composure so these enlightenment factors you know are, are there so in a way you, you are uh, your mind is coming from the place of being fully endowed with the enlightenment factors and these, these, so from that position you might say these very uh, perceptual forms start to just kind of they don't stick, they don't stick, they're not hung on to you're, you're, you're in another, your mind is in a more, um, you know, is contained in itself you might say mm-hmm. so if you use a sample of rain or water dropping on a hot plate You know, so it's it's and if, and if your mind is focusing on the hot plate itself, you know you get the sense of things continually being about to form, You're about to see a, a raindrop if you like, about to form. It doesn't actually happen because it's already disappeared, even as it comes into form. Take a thought. You're about to think. Oof, you let go. You're about to look for an answer. Oof, you let go were you thinking or not thinking? Well, neither really. It was, it was about to, but recognizing why bother, it stopped. <laughs> you know, so you, thought, so if you get quicker like that, you can almost feel the inclination to. Uh, and then. Uh, you know, so you, you, you kind of see or experience the, 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 these things are really just formations arising, and you get quicker at, at not letting them take form doesn't mean that you know, they're, they're completely absent, but they're their impermanence, their relativity, their inconstancy is what you're focusing on, rather than their particular characteristic of pleasant, unpleasant, interesting, neutral, whatever you make of it. So mm. yeah, that's basically the cultivation of the Yeah, we might say the insight cultivation. Mm. And it's you know it's this is this is very cryptic here, but with a sense of you know the growing sense of you know as one's practice develops, as a growing sense of dispassion about one's thoughts. It's just that you know it's no big deal about it one way or another. So you just less of you jumps up when you think. Less of you jumps up. You don't jump up so quick. You don't jump up so fast. It's just boof so the whole sense of the kind of coming, the whole production line the energies of that die down and just with the, the you know, that momentary of rising which passes because you don't don't buy into it, you don't hook into it you don't mess with it, so it, it tends to deconstruct so you don't think it's anything but you're, at it, you're don't think it, yeah. you just witness it it's not a thoughtful exercise it's a form of particular um, <coughs> maturation of wisdom having seen this, having realised this there's nothing to make of this there's nothing to do about this therefore one lets go of it therefore it doesn't, it, it, it ceases as, even as it's coming up it, there isn't the buying into it that makes it take form Ultimately nothing fundamentally exists apart from the formations that that support it, that either cause it, involve themselves with it, mess with it, fight with it, have opinions about it. It's the the mixing up of all these sankharas that creates forms in the first place. If those sankharas die down, (laughs) there isn't anything. So in that process there's a kind of you know as we get to see the unsatisfactoriness of what is formed there is less emotional psychological reverberations that occur with all that you're not going to make a sick thing out of it you're not going to fight with it you're not going to worry about it you're not going to think more about it so it, and it drops away that's it, you know so the less you do with it the more quickly it passes, because you're not supporting it. You know, that production, if that, form, if that process continues, things hardly manifest. They're just this immediate, you know, very light, and then an increasing sense of things just disappearing, fading. That's the maturation of, of insight. It moves in that way. <coughs> so he notices what isn't there with that. You know, the kind of disturbances that could be there, he notices they're not there, <coughs> enjoys that sense of freedom, finds satisfaction, settles in, indulges in that, that sense of, of seamless concentration of awareness, that sense of freedom, that sense of, of nothing being here. Mm. Nothing fundamentally being here, you might say, everything being ephemeral, just like mirages. Then he recognizes, ah, that sense of nothing being here, that's come around because I've done practice. (laughs) So that itself is conditioned that has that arisen because of, the, of my mind has been trained and developed in a certain way. Mm. Mm. That vision itself arises dependent upon inclinations, intentions, and probably notices that result itself is something I find pleasure in, enjoy in, wish to, wish to make last, wish to sustain ah (laughs) whatever is fabricated and mentally fashioned is inconstant and subject to cessation knowing this his mind is released from the asava this is the asava with release there is the knowledge released Mm -hmm. so we might say the very um even these kind of very remarkable and highly developed realizations with their sense of ease discernment dispassion can be seen as this has been produced it's come around Mm. Uh, and so without disregarding these or denying the validity of they're all true (coughs) They're all true, but right now something in me is is doing that. Something in me is is inclining that way. Why don't I just give up inclining? Mm. So then this is then this is the called the complete descent into emptiness. The complete descent. It's a nice. He doesn't say the complete rising up into. So, you know, you get the feeling perhaps from just using a way like descent, it's a deconstruction. A kind of, you know, of all that kind of push and, and, wow, we're really on the verge of Nibbani right now, and, any moment, you know, that kind of feeling of, boof. <laughs> Qualities of attention, the most refined levels of attention. It's like all this is just, you're looking at your own nervous system, <laughs> you know, what your own circuits are producing. Uh, and when when this whole thing has been surveyed from the most refined, subtle present qualities, you say it's just this. You know, there's the possibility to just step outside. You know, what's called attending to the deathless. So you know, this is the condition from the coarsest, you know, around the palace with no elephants in it, most obvious to the most super refined, from the top to the bottom. It's all just this. You know, Turn to what isn't here. You know, turn to what you're not experiencing. And that's one way of saying it, you know, to what you are not what you are not in. Right. That's the um, there's such a different feeling quality to those two things. So mm. from my experience there's this one whole thing of trying to make this into a story like it really it has this really heavy quality to it. And then there's that other thing like the bold of light. I mean, metaphorically, where everything is, it just feels different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not looked for. Right. You can't look for it. So, you know, that's the sense of, because looking is volitional. So, with the deathless, there can be that sense of, you know, attending. You attend to the condition, and attending to the definition is really like just moving out, like not attending to the condition. <laughs> you have the two practices one is to lessen some of the lessons the amount of reaction that occurs, the amount of passion, the amount of reaction, the amount of getting stirred up that occurs around things. So it's refined in that sense, it's just less waves rippling. So, with less waves rippling, you're you're not kind of creating this concatenation of stuff. And then insight is discernment. So, you you start to, you know, your mind can lose fascination with objects and you begin to see the spaces, you might say. I think somebody was saying yesterday, you you know, actually you never really contact the sense world you contact impressions of the sense world and as you start to look at your impressions you realise you don't quite contact them either (laughs) it looks like, it feels like it what you do is you you react to your perceptions like you know you react to a ghost, you don't actually get hold of one so then, then if you don't react that sense of the, the non connecting becomes more apparent that there's a kind of if you like there's something there that never moves that never moves, doesn't contain anything. you know you don't have to make it still it never it's never moved, but you never noticed it because you always jumped over it or something and you jumped over it, something you got busy and activated instead of noticing there's something here that nothing touches something here that doesn't connect not, not, there's no aversion it just doesn't do it <laughs> uh, so the, with the, 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 for the you know the qualities of the product the emphasis on Sutory pasana is to try to both calm down the amount of stuff you create and how quick you jump over that gap you know how quick you get these reactions and the the cultivation of insight is to start as as that becomes more there's less going on you're able to see the gap if you see what I mean insight is about deepening that that realisation of non-clinging that things don't really stick what they do is they stick to they stick to the stickable (laughs) but they don't stick to, to there's something they don't stick to they stick to all their own creations. They stick to their own productions. They stick to their own lineage. They stick to their own kind. They stick to the stickable. The stickable sticks to it. <laughs> but there's the nonstick <laughs> that you can't stick to. <laughs> and you can't get hold of it. <laughs> because it doesn't it's non stick. <laughs>